I know I should delegate, but what should I delegate first? Well, this is one of those really fun questions where the real answer is, it depends. But bear with me. I'm going to help you out. But that's a lot like asking someone what their favorite way to be productive is. There are just so many things that go into the answer that are extremely personal. But stay tuned because it's an important question and we're going to talk more about it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. If you don't know what to delegate first, you might get frozen in that decision and just decide not to move forward. And that's just not good for anyone. So I'm going to give you a list of suggestions, and it's up to you to see which one feels right for you. That's where you're going to want to start, no matter what anyone else tells you. Now, if you want to be completely accurate and thorough, there are ways that you can time track your time. You can take a week to do this and really record everything that you're doing. Then as you go through that, you're going to mark each task using the five A's method, abolish, abridge, abstain, assign, or advance. Again, that's abolish, abridge, abstain, assign, or advance. So what do those mean? Abolish are those things that you can totally eliminate. Maybe it's the podcast that you've only partially put some time or effort into or the clients that cause more stress than they're worth. Just take these off your plate. You're never going to do them again. A bridge is finding things that you can simplify. Do you really need to be on five different social media channels? Can your onboarding process happen with more automation? What are some things that you can simplify in your business or a bridge? Abstain are the things that you don't want to entirely eliminate, but you can purposely choose not to focus on them at this time. It makes sense to focus on building your list before you start creating your online course. Eventually, you'll create the course, but now's not the time to put your your time and your attention there. Assign. These are the things that you will want to start delegating. I know, right? Whether you assign these things now or you plan to do so as soon as possible, these are all the things that someone else can and should be doing for you so that you can spend more time on what matters most. Advance are the things that only you should be doing. These are the things that are in your zone of genius and that make you thrive when your attention isn't taking away from doing all of the rest. These are the juicy things. 
Now, if you don't want to take the time to track your time, at least sit down and write out as many tasks and projects as you can think of. This could be an ongoing list rather than something you do once, and then you don't have to consider it one and done. Then assign one of the above categories to each of the things that you write down there. Now, take that list of assigned things that you determined. How do you narrow down that list so that you know exactly where to start? Because there's probably a lot of things on that list. So let's look at how to narrow it down. At this point, there's a few different things that you can look at, a few different philosophies on what to delegate first. So I'm going to share both of those with you or a couple of those with you and allow you to kind of resonate with each of them and then pick the one that works for you. Option one, you're going to start with those things that are lowest stakes. These are the things that won't negatively affect your business or your time if they aren't done right. They're not client-facing activities, and they won't break anything in your business. Some good examples include researching articles or podcast potential topics, um, organizing email or files that aren't deleting or responding to anything because that could be catastrophic, Uh, creating drafts of graphics or text that can be proofread before they're sent out. Uh, These should not have short deadlines though, because feedback is part of that process and feedback takes time. The next thing would be the easiest tasks. These are the things that are so easy to hand off and they don't require a lot of direction. For example, sorting data. Like if you have a long list of contacts and you need to pull out certain ones, Uh, contacting a list of people with quick pre-approved messages. These are things that they don't have to think about. Uh, basic bookkeeping, such as entering invoices, the receipts. The, the third option here are those things that are the fastest to capture. These are the things that are easy to capture the process using tools like uh, Loom.com or TechSmith Capture. Um, TechSmith Capture is actually my preferred one because, hey, it's free. Uh, You can record yourself walking through the process, and then you share that as a training tool with your team. Some examples of these might include adding pre-written blog posts to your website, sending pre-written emails to your email list, or adding provided social media posts so that they can schedule them on your social media scheduler. But there's another option, and that's to look at things from the perspective of how you feel performing these tasks. So let's look at these options. Number one is those things that you are least qualified to do. These are the tasks you aren't good at doing, and you know it. It makes sense to give these tasks to someone more qualified than you. Frankly, you're probably already doing this if you have somebody doing your taxes. That's a great example. The next one's going to be those things that are least desired. What are those things that you absolutely dread doing? You end up procrastinating them until they are so messed up that you don't even know where to start to try and fix things. Uh, These are also good things to delegate first. Getting them off your plate even if they aren't hard, 
clears your brain to focus on the things that you do love to do and go back to that decision fatigue. There's a lot of value in being able to keep your brain in a healthy place to do the things that you love to do. And then finally, we have those things that are the most procrastinated. Um, how about those things you should, you know, you should be doing, but you just can't bring yourself to focus on that area. You might have enough skill to do it, and it's not like you don't want to do it. There just always seems to like to be other things that take priority. If these tasks can't be eliminated or procrastinated on purpose, then they should be delegated so that they at least get done. One area that shows up here quite often is measuring KPIs or key performance indicators. These are the things that determine how well your business is doing or how well certain things within your business are doing. Most small business owners just don't keep track of their numbers, but that which is measured grows. So delegate the tracking of your KPIs, KPIs, KPIs. So what's on your list to delegate first? Are you still stuck? Well, I'd love to invite you to join us starting January 9th for the Delegate Smarter Bootcamp. We'll be diving into this topic in more detail and helping you answer the question, what should I delegate first in my business? Visit DelegateSmarterBootcamp.com to register today. Can't wait to see you there. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.